Hello, everyone. My name is Duncan White. I'm the group editor with the International Fire and Safety Journal, and I'm delighted today to be joined by the Antarctic Fire Angels. Uh, many of you will know that uh, the Angels are uh, off on their expedition later in the year. And today I've got Georgina Gilbert and Rebecca Openshaw Rowe joining me. George, Bex, hello, how are you? Hello, Yeah, well. good, thank you. Excellent. It's, uh, it's great to finally speak to you face to face. We've been chatting for oh, years, I suppose, really, from when, the, uh, when it first. Uh, became a reality and the Antarctic Fire Angels uh, was off and running or off and skiing, I think we should probably say. <laughs> but yeah, we um, were delighted to be able to support you and to follow your journey through uh, the International Fire and Safety Journal. Um, so I'm going to come to you first, George, in relation to how did this um, idea come about? How did... Uh, you go from being um, firefighters uh, working the front line to becoming Antarctic Fire Angels? Uh, it all started about four years ago. And we were in uh, uh, the Women in the Fire Service Conference and uh, in the College Morton on the Marsh. And I was sat at the back of the room and the, the keynote speaker came on. And uh, it, it was a lady called Sophie and from the British Army. And she was part of... Um, the um, ice maidens that went out and did an expedition on uh, on Antarctica, and um, she started talking and she introduced herself and everything, and then she started putting this just amazing imagery on the screen behind her, and she was talking through um, each um, each each image with such passion and just uh, uh, enthusiasm to pass on this information and I, and it gave me goosebumps there and then I was completely captivated by what she was saying um so I, I approached her later on and and then said look is this something that a bunch of firefighters can do with absolutely zero experience um you know skiing or anything snow and ice or or anything like that and there's something that that the average person or, or, or woman can do. And she was like, yes, absolutely. And then from that moment on, I really believed in what she was saying about women supporting women. And she said, here's my number. I mean, I could have been absolutely anybody, you know. <laughs> here's my number. Get in touch. We'll meet up. I'll give you all the contacts um, that I have to get the ball rolling with it. Uh, it'll take about, um, I think it took them five years from start to finish to completion um so obviously because they started from a bit more scratch than us because they didn't have the contacts uh so it's taken us four years and yeah i got in touch with all the people that she put me in in touch with uh, namely ale which is antarctic logistics and expeditions and um so initially got in contact with them and then i thought right okay uh need to start forming a team uh how am i going to do that because there's no money um, you know, there wasn't, you couldn't tap into a, po a pot of money and just go, you know, we're going to run a recruitment for the, for the team or anything. So literally just reached out to who, what, how, why, and, and ever, and everybody in between in, in fire service circles. And um, and then that's basically how the team was formed. Um, we didn't know anything about each other, um, specifically Bex and I, although we're both from Wales, we've never met before. Um, and um, both from South Wales as well, and um, because Bex is obviously in London and things, and I'm in South Wales. 
And so the irony being now is that the, the, the two South Wales people are doing it and we don't live that far. We don't work that far from each other. I've written, recently just moved. But um, yeah, so, and that's how it all started really, got off the ground. And from then on, it was absolutely crazy bonkers um, running at a hill all the way, learning how to do social media, because none of us were social media gurus or anything like that. Learning how to do social media, learning how to write sponsorship emails, which by the way, there is no formula for that. <laughs> it's pure luck. And um, yeah, and everything in between. It's uh, it's certainly been a roller coaster, and uh, the the inspiration that uh, that you're providing to um, break that uh, stereotypical image that uh, people have got of of females and and female firefighters. I remember back in two thousand and three when I when I acquired my uh, my disability and had to fight to remain in the, in the fire service and and then become the first fully operational flexible duty officer wearing hearing aids and uh, it was from that that I set up the national fire national disabled fire association to 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 break that clinton card stereotypical firefighter calendar that you see uh, year in year out and so what what you guys are doing for um females and and that all inclusiveness of of females within all walks of life not just not just the fire service and we're seeing the the fire service now slowly uh, coming to coming up to speed with with everything still a long way to go and uh, and you guys are uh, at the front of that Bex, I'm going to bring you in we've heard from um George about the inspiration and and how it all started so when did uh, when did you become hooked and when were you um brought in as an angel <laughs> so um i was actually at the same wfs conference as george that year so i listened to that same talk but i didn't know george at the time we'd never met um so i knew nothing about her plans at the time um and then when i was i was in london fire brigade at, at the time and um one of the girls that a friend of uh, George's was at the same conference and um, she was kind of, uh, Georgia put this, this idea to her as well. So she was part of, um, of the instigation and I was on an adventure group basically with a, quite a few um, other women in the London fire service. And it was put on the group. Does anyone fancy um, doing an expedition to the Antarctic uh, we've got this uh, project and challenge that we're we're looking at doing you know um is, is anyone up for it and uh, I saw that and I just thought wow this looks amazing so I was straight on onto the group yep yeah, I'm really interested you know what do I have to do how does it all work etc cetera, etc cetera. and then that was that was basically my in and then along with um myself and um a, a couple of us from London um it kind of went from there. Um, at the time, I don't think I knew what I was getting myself in for entirely. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, yeah, so four years later, it's been a full-time job along with our operational full-time job and some, I would say, as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I got, I got um, I wouldn't say dragged into it because I volunteered, but um, got sort of immersed into this whole experience and it's been brilliant don't get me wrong there's been a lot of ups and downs and but brilliant brilliant things along the way and like George said we we have learned so much in this last four years not just about um polar travel and expedition and 
and all everything that goes with that but you know the, the other things like fundraising uh, social media um we've done so, so many schools activations and engagements um as well as um doing keynote speaking in big companies we've we've spoken to the national fire chiefs council and all of the chiefs in the whole country you know the the, the probably the, the um the rooms we've been able to to go into and people we've been able to speak to through doing this whole project um you know it has, has been amazing and and a massive experience for all of us i think and uh you know if we hadn't started this we would would never have been you know doing any of the things that we've done so um it obviously you know the expedition is kind of the big attention grabber and and the big thing that we're doing but i would say all of the work that we've done and everything that we've been experiencing in those last four years has been invaluable and just as amazing as as you know w- what we're going to going off to do in november i think yeah exactly i think what uh just going back to to what george said about learning as you go and uh the way that you've dealt with social media the uh, the publicity of it has been excellent and and the use of the various platforms what's what is quite interesting is that my my leadership piece in the uh this um september issue of ifsj looks at chances and opportunities and it talks about um that you can you can i look at my my uh 30 years i joined very uh stereotypically in the in the beginning to drive big red lorries and wear breathing apparatus uh <laughs> soon uh, soon realized that uh there's a there's a lot more to it and uh, i soon became very bored and so look for other opportunities and and, and other um chances and from that the the sky was the limit really and and you guys have have done the same you can you can sit back and do two two four or whatever shift pattern you're doing or you can get out there and get out take out of the fire service uh what you want to take out of it and um i always remember um in richard branson's book he talks about if uh if somebody offers you something and you don't know how to do it then take the opportunity then learn and i think that is the the whole point you guys have uh, have taken the opportunity you didn't know what you were in for but you've uh, you've certainly learned on the way those skills are going to be um a credit to you and also they're going to be testament to what uh, what you're doing now what you've achieved so far and and what's going to start uh, in november the um bex you touched on the the work with uh, with the schools and the outreach that is going to form a, a big part of the the legacy. Um, George, tell us a bit about what uh, what is planned post trip. Uh, so post trip, we're really excited about it. As Bex mentioned, you know, Antarctica is the tiny bit of it. Really, it's what we do before and after is the most important part of it. So the the legacy, we're calling it a, like a legacy slash foundation at the moment because uh, we don't know how to legally set it up as yet, but we're we're chatting to people about it. But the the crux of it is is that we um, offer young girls, um, namely fire cadets, and we're also working with girl guiding as well. So girl guiding, just to just to add, are doing a challenge badge for us, Antarctic Fire Engine Challenge badge for us, which is uh, super exciting. Um, so yeah, so young girls who um, want to challenge themselves, maybe struggle with their self-confidence and things like that. So what they'll do is that the units that they're within, you mean the cadets or, and then broadening further afield, 
Um, but they all got nominated and then we'll have a little interview session process with them. And then uh, the successful um, young ladies then will be put on like a three-month programme and, and we can interact with them, whether that's um, in person or virtually. And uh, and then moving forward through that three-month programme, we build them into um, the last mini expedition for them at the end of the three months, either Norway or Sweden, and where they will go out on a week-long um, expedition um, and they will learn basically how to make decisions um, in quite an extreme environment. I mean, to us, uh, just to us adults, we, you know, it's, it's a very safe environment um, and because we know exactly where we are, what we're doing and uh, et cetera, et cetera. But to them, they will feel like they're in the middle of nowhere and they are 100% reliant. There's no, there's no mobile phone reception, nothing like that. So they are totally reliant on um, their own ability to make those decisions and and then through that they build self confidence and things. And as as we know, I mentioned it's it's going to be all girls it's because just through what, what I've been involved with with recruitment, um, women women do and act a lot differently, a lot more different in in a group of women as they do in a group of men. In a group of men, they will automatically put themselves to the back and will be the last to do things. Whereas in a group of women, it's very much sharing. And all everybody in, within that group want to want to help and share, as opposed to dominate and try to be the best and the first at it or anything like that. So, um, sounds like a bit of a sweeping statement, I know, but that there's sort of you know easily high nineties per percent of um, of how that how that went each time. So, and at the end of it, then they pop out the other end, and we have a little celebration, and they give out certificates and all lovely things like that. And hopefully, what they'll take away from that, that experience will stay with them for the rest of their lives. It'll be such a unique experience and such an opportunity for them to build on their characters and their personality and their self-esteem and their ability to make decisions and and teamwork as well. So they won't get anywhere unless they work as a team. And they'll find it much more difficult unless they work as a team. So we're setting them up to um, be really confident young women in what is still today's society, a male-dominated society, whether that be in the fire service or engineering, STEM, um, and all of those things as well. So hopefully they'll come out of it feeling like, you know, the world is their oyster. Yeah, exactly. They'll come out of that feeling a million dollars, I'm sure. So... I suppose the next question is: so What's the what's the legacy going to be called? Well, we're um, we're, we're toying with a few ideas. We came out with uh, we were going to drop Antarctic and go for Fire Angel Foundation. In fact, the word foundation comes up brings um, a different set of responsibilities if you call yourself a foundation. So, the foundation or legacy or something like that. But we need to work through the, the legal terms of it first before we can com completely. We want to call it Fire Angel Foundation because I, I, the irony is is that the, the acronym is FAF. So, uh, <laughs> so we, and we want to defaf, you know. So, um, yeah, such the irony, really. Um, so that's what we're aiming for, but we just we really do need to sort of iron out all the um, all the legalities around it, really. It's uh, it's not easy making sure you cross the t's and dot the i's, especially when you're you're working to uh, the rules and regulations of the charity commission and other and other government bodies. So in terms of 
funding of that long-term legacy. Have you got have you got people lined up ready to help you, or is it something you're you're still looking for some serious uh, input of uh, investment from uh, within the industry? Oh, always looking for serious investment within the industry, without a shadow of a doubt. And it's it's a way of some of the big players to really invest in in the future of what a fire service looks like. Um, you know, we, we we want to strive for 50-50 and um, gender balance. And, and it's a really, really good way for them to in, invest um, in, an, in an area that it will ex- hopefully accelerate us towards that 50-50 in a very um, organic, holistic kind of way. I mean, we don't want to force people into things. We don't want to force people into the fire service, for example. Um, you know, we want it to happen quite organically and naturally. We would never want anybody to, to be to anybody to ever say to anybody else, "You you only got this job because you know." I I had that when I when I joined. You only got this job because you're a woman, um. So we don't want that to happen. Um. But it's a really good way for companies to in, invest in in the future of the fire service, definitely. And yes, I totally agree, and and that is certainly something that we will uh, continue to um badger away for you. But I think also we we're, we're in a position where. The National Fire Chiefs Council should be looking at this with 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 wide open eyes and saying that what you guys are doing in terms of looking at that 50-50 balance, the way that you are empowering and also inspiring um, the next generation of, of female firefighters is is a testament to you both. And we've got to be we've got to be in it the at the start, and we've got to be there at the point when the kids are talking to the careers um people at the early stages not just as they're leaving um i wrote recently about fire engineers fire engineers are a dying breed and uh, the only way we're going to get fire engineers back in is by going out and telling kids what a fire engineer does and and explain how exciting it is and and how diverse and it's exactly the same with um with females, it's the same with um, people living with or affected by disability as well. That the that they they are not excluded anymore from from undertaking fully operational roles. You look at the likes of Tim Hoy in London, who who fought for years with diabetes, and uh, we've made huge strides in relation to um, hearing impaired. So we're by keeping on, by knocking the door, and I found out a long time ago that if they didn't answer the front door, then go around the back and kick uh, kick the back door because they'll uh, they'll only ignore you for so long. Um, the the girl guides badge that's going to be a huge legacy in itself. I made a note of that as I, as you were talking there. That's certainly going to. Um, be a lasting reminder of everything you did and i don't think the fire angels is going to go away it's going to be a brand that's going to to live long um within within the fire service and quite rightly so um bex i'm going to bring you back in to just give me three things that you are um excited about and three things you're nervous about with the trip coming around the corner in november um, I was, okay, so um, 
ex- excited for um, actually being on Antarctica. I think, you know, it's not a place that everyone gets to go to. So to have that opportunity is going to be, you know, amazing. And just to, you know, when we get off the plane and we stand on the ice and just, just, just to see the vastness and everything, I think, you know, because obviously we've watched documentaries, I've read books and looked at pictures, but to actually be there, uh, yeah, it's going to be, um, yeah, crazy. So uh, really excited about that. Um, really excited for the whole journey, I think, the expedition as well. You know, it's, it, it's, it is the unknown for both of us. You, know, we, we can do all the training in the world, but um, we've never been there. So um, it's quite exciting for the unknown. Um, um, and excited just to um, finally, you know, we're finally there. We're, you know, we're only what two and a half months away, so that's exciting in itself, I think. Um, and then things that are, you know, apprehensive about um, is definitely um, on the flip side is the unknown. So we're going somewhere we've never been. You know, what we think we know what we might face, but we don't know what we're going to face. Um, so the reality of that, um, I think. Um, I think my big worry is probably injury or illness that might, you know, might um, end the expedition early on. Um, but I think that's probably a worry for everyone that does an expedition. Um, and then I suppose the other thing probably is um, obviously being away from home for so long and missing missing family, friends and the dogs. I think that will be, I think, something that both me and George will struggle. I think it's that it'll probably the worst time will be when we say goodbye, you know, and leave you know, get to the airport and then we're leaving. I think that would be the worst time. And then once we're gone and our heads are then in expedition mode and we're kind of focused on what we're doing, I think what well, you get used to being away, don't you? But that initial goodbye, I think I'm kind of uh, dreading a little bit, I'd say. And I think that's only to be uh, expected. Mm. The You talked about the fear of the unknown. I think mm. both of you, both of you, uh, do that on a daily basis. How, right. how often do you get in the front of a truck and go to a job? You don't know what you're going to. Yeah. And half the time when you do know what you're going to, it never turns out the way you expected it to. So yeah. the the, tra- the training that uh, you've both done through your fire service careers are certainly going to stand you stand you both in good stead. Um, I'm just looking now at um, this period between now and the expedition and i see that uh, you're both going to be at the emergency services show um the international fire safety journal will also be at the emergency services show we're a, a proud uh, media partner of the event um and i would uh, urge everybody listening to this to uh, take the opportunity to to come to the show um broaden your horizons, look at uh, the innovation that's taking place within the industry. Um, and you'll also get to meet some some very key people, um, including myself, Georgina and Rebecca. And I think that what uh, I want to look at doing and the challenge I'm going to put down to the industry is that by the time the, uh, the angels leave the uh, emergency services show, we want to see a good foundation in place uh, for the the legacy whatever that may uh, may turn out to be called but uh, there's no reason and um, national fire chiefs council we've got some key females on that on there now and we ne- re- really need to start getting uh, them to uh, get their peers to stand up and realize that there are different ways of uh, of engagement and uh, by making things different and um mixing it up a little bit 
creates a lot of interest. And uh, just by listening to you both this morning is certainly um, garnered my interest. And uh, you've got uh, my commitment and that of IFSJ that that will be with you every step of the way, both on the ice and uh, and when you get back at whatever we can do to uh, to keep things moving. So all that's left for me to say is. Um, George and Bex, the very, very best of luck to you both. Um, your preparation has been exemplary. The uh, the photographs and the uh, the journals that you've been writing have been a pleasure to follow. Um, anybody wanting to know more can visit the uh, website at Ant- antarcticfireangels.co.uk. There's a huge amount of information on there. Um or contact myself or IFSJ and we can put you in touch with the angels to uh, ensure that you're knowing the best and when you make your investment, you know exactly where it's going to go. So on that note, I'm Duncan White, Group Editor, International Fire and Safety Journal. This podcast has been brought to you by the IFSJ Fire and Safety Leaders Convention. Thank you very much, ladies. Thank you very much, Duncan. Thanks, Duncan.